Welcome to the Self Storage University Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate self storage facilities. And now, here is your host, a partner in one of the largest real estate portfolios in the U.S. with nearly $1 billion of holdings, Frank Rolfe. In The Wizard of Oz, they had a yellow brick road. But in the self-storage industry, they had a paper trail. This is Frank Rolfe for the Self-Storage University podcast. We're going to talk about a paper trail, what it is, how to do it, and why you need it. So hopefully you've never been sued, but at some point as a self-storage facility owner and operator, you probably will be. It's hard in America today to escape litigation. We have more attorneys in America than we have in all the rest of the world combined. And we mend an extra 40 or 50,000 of them, I believe, every year straight out of law school. So what happens when you have so many lawyers floating around is you have endless litigation. And in America, it keeps getting crazier and more frivolous every year. And if you should be sued, the first thing you'll be asked by your attorney is to give them kind of a chronology of the dates, and then the paper trail of all the different things you have in writing that show exactly your position. Now, if you don't have those items, you're in real trouble because without that paper trail, everything then revolves around nothing more than hearsay. The customer, the employee, the vendor, they'll all tell their side of the story and you have nothing to disprove what they say. And if you think for a moment that they will not lie under oath, well, then you've obviously never been in litigation. People tell untruths all the time, and there's no way for the court to really say who's telling the truth unless you have that paper trail. So let's start off with the paper trail with the customer. What do you need to have as far as a paper trail to prove exactly where you stand so the customer can't lie? What do you need to have? Well, clearly, first off, you need to have a copy of the rental agreement, the agreement under which they rent the unit from you. And it needs to be signed by the customer. So let's start off with that basic building block. In America today, you can no longer enter into an agreement with a handshake. You can't just have someone say, okay, I promise to pay you X dollars a month. And you say, okay, well, have a good time with it then. Those days ended maybe a century ago. So you've got to have that agreement. Number two, you have to have copies of every invoice you've sent to the customer to prove out what they were supposed to pay each month. You've got to have the paper trail of the accounting showing that they paid or did not pay. You need to have a copy of any warning or demand letters you send them for not paying or anything else that they've done wrong. And then you have to have all the paperwork of everything you have done as far as taking the, the unit selling it at auction, anything which transpires. So basically every single thing that happens between you and the customer must be fully documented, without exception. If you don't have these things, more than likely, if you get sued, you will be in real trouble. And it's too late to get them after the fact. It has to be done well, well in advance. Now let's talk for a moment about your employee. So what happens with your employee? What do you document there? Well, you have to document their employment agreement. You have to document that you've paid them and that you've paid them in accordance with all withholding and all other tax implications. You need to show any letters where you sent them a notice that they weren't doing something right on the job. 
basically everything that they do, other than your casual conversations of how's it going, how did it go this week, it all needs to be fully documented in writing. A very common issue right now that attorneys prey on are owners who fail to have a good paper trail with their employee, and the employee later claims that they're owed massive amounts of overtime. Those suits are horrible if you don't have records. People will claim that you owe them vast amounts of money. Typically, when you're firing them, it suddenly comes to light that you supposedly had them do all these items and you never paid them, and they'll go and they'll demand all that money and who knows what kinds of damages. Bear in mind that today, the way America has developed, the employees are probably more dangerous from a liability perspective even than your customers. So you must document everything with your employee. Next up to bat your vendor. If you're going to have someone come in and, for example, repave your roads, you have to have a full paper trail of everything. The agreement of exactly what they're going to do, how much exactly it is going to cost, how long it is going to take, when they are going to start, when they are going to end, who carries the insurance. You'll need copies of their insurance unless you're doing it under your insurance. You'll need copies of their final bill, copies that the bill has been paid. If there were any problems along the way, demand letters, any notices that you've given them, they all must be kept. Once again, if you go to court, then you can produce this paper trail. And typically in court, the paper trail always wins. Now, how long do you have to keep the paper trail? I would keep it an awfully long time. In a litigious America, you never know when these suits are going to pop up. Now, you do have a statute of limitations, but in some cases, the statute of limitations doesn't kick in until there's some kind of knowledge of whatever it is that they're suing you over to begin with. So I would keep all your records and documents for as long as you humanly can. You should not have that many to begin with, and you can maintain them digitally. But you've got to keep them around for that rainy day when suddenly, out of nowhere, you get sued for probably a reason that doesn't, isn't even fair or reasonable that you would be sued over. And don't forget, once you have all of that paperwork and you have it all sorted and ready to go, it's a great feeling of relief because now you know if anything should happen, you've got the paper trail. And when you go to court, if you have the paper trail and the other party does not, you typically win. Judges always seem to favor the paper trail over verbal hearsay. That's the whole foundations of the law. If you go to look at a law school, look at the library, you'll see nothing but book after book after book. As a country, we have done a good job of categorizing and recording all of our laws. That's why when there's a lawsuit, typically they refer back to many, many other cases, sometimes a hundred or more years in the past, because we do keep a good job of having that written record. But unfortunately, a lot of self-storage owners fail in this regard. They don't process everything in writing. They don't save everything in writing. They approach life kind of in a conversational format. They take people at their word and they assume that they reciprocate and they don't really feel in danger. But the problem is today you're always in danger, always in danger of litigation on any number of fronts. As a result, the only way that you can succeed, you can survive in a litigious world is You've got to have a paper trail for your self-storage facility. If you don't have one, start today. You can't go backwards. This is true. 
but you can definitely be a smarter operator going forward and make sure that you catalog and maintain everything in writing. And make sure anytime you talk to someone, if it's of significance, that maybe you follow up with an email explaining your understanding. If you talk to the asphalt company over what they're going to do, and the original bid was for replacement of, or repair of seven potholes, and now they say they detect there's actually 10, wouldn't hurt to send them an email saying, as we discussed on the phone today, this is just to memorialize that for the extra three potholes, the price adjustment will be $1,340. That could come in very, very handy later. Remember, particularly on a vendor, if they should sue you, they can cause you lots of problems. While that litigation is going on, and litigation can take years, you may have great difficulty in selling or refinancing your property. So it's very, very important on all fronts to protect yourself, to protect your investors, to protect your employees, to protect everyone. You always maintain a good paper trail. This is Frank Roth, the Self Storage University podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Self Storage University podcast. Be sure to visit us at ssupodcast.com, where you can learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate self-storage facilities.